Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Christopher Walken has joined the cast of Dune Part 2, playing the part of Emperor Shaddam IV. Shaddam IV of House Carino is the emperor of the known universe, ruler of the Imperium. That's a uh, pretty perfect casting, in my humble opinion. <laughs> Me too. It's kind of weird because they, he is such a massive actor. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's a lot of really big actors in the Dune movie, but he's easily the most famous person Oh yeah, <laughs> to be in that movie. Well, and he probably doesn't have like too much scene because he's old, right? He's like not a young man anymore. Yeah, like, he was old when he was like famous in my youth, and now he's just even old. Like it's like is that guy ever young? <laughs> I mean, I think he'll be a fantastic shot on the fourth because you've never you didn't read the books, did you? No, but I'm really excited to be like, what about the spies? <laughs> Do you think Peter will get to us? <laughs> Yeah, I guess we couldn't have gone this whole podcast without a Christopher Walken impression. Yeah, yeah, we're overdue for a terrible one. (laughs) Yeah, like I I don't know. I think he'll do a really fantastic job. And I was curious, like, why they? Because um, in the in Dune, the book, there is a scene with the Emperor and Fade Ratha, and it's, it's like. They didn't add it to the first movie, so I remember thinking when I was watching it, okay, they, they skipped this. They didn't cast anybody as the Emperor. This is kind of weird. Um, so I'm glad that they are going to put the Emperor in the movie, at least, and I was just even happier to see that it would be Christopher Walken. And I think it'll be great. He's He's got oh like gosh. that kind of... He's got such a certain brand of kind of like an evil vibe, yeah. which I think really works for Shot on the Fourth. And it's kind of, I don't know any, I don't know much about Shadow on the Fourth, uh, having not read the Dune books, but he's kind of like a goofy evil. Like, he's like evil for evil's sake, not really for any good reason, just because, like, I'm the best. Duh. Yeah, did, did you saw the movie, right? Oh, I loved the movie. Okay, cool, yeah. And I don't recommend that people go to the theater very often for things, because it's just so dang expensive these days. But that movie, I was so stoked to see in the theater. Its scale was huge it was just so awesome like everything was huge i think it's really cool that the director denis villeneuve i think um yeah uh-huh. he put dune part one like that was like when the title comes up in the movie it says dune and then it says part one but they hadn't been greenlit for a second movie yet it was just like such a power move like totally. i know that everyone's gonna love this so much that i'm still gonna put part one in here and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how christopher walken plays that role me too i think he's gonna do uh pretty good like he does most things uh what have you been up to this week oh boy um i read i, I read some books i'm reading some books nice reading some books yeah i finished that book uh so you've been publicly shamed okay um it was it was all right like it it was um like i was worried it was gonna be like uh everybody's so offended about everything like blah 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 blah. and and (laughs) and it wasn't that and then it kind of was that at the end um and i think that like you know i'm not an investigative journalist like i don't i i think he did a really good job with kind of like identifying the the problem such as it is of kind of like people dogpiling on each other on the internet and just just totally just laying waste to people's lives right um that is a thing but i i wish that he had kind of maybe like fleshed out 
or at least kind of like investigated into just like the personal responsibility of people that have very large public platforms into like, you know, maybe, yeah, that you should do your research and make sure that what you're saying isn't going to like completely make everybody upset. And I don't, it's, well, the thing is, it's like, I don't know where that line is personally. Like, I think I do, but it's like, it's a hazy, gray, malleable line that's kind of always shifting depending on a bunch of other things. And, but it's like, I took issue with his reluctance to explore that line. Hmm. And instead, he was kind of just like, this thing bad. And it's like, well, yeah, that thing bad. Yes. Like, sure. <laughs> like obviously. That was like my only real gripe. It, it, it felt like he was kind of like doing some soul searching himself, which mm. I kind of liked. And he was like really relating to a lot of these people. And just like a really interesting read. Like I'm not really on Twitter. It was mostly about Twitter. Um, and so like I don't really I don't really mess with Twitter that much. But apparently right. it's a really bad place to hang out oh. um, for, <laughs> for the most part. Like people... <laughs> And he, he and it was interesting because he was kind of like, I'm guilty of this. Like, I've done this. I've I've led the charge and like demanded um, cancellation of people that like maybe didn't really super deserve it. So he, he was very much like, what is all of this? Like, why? You know, what's what's the root cause of it? Because like public shaming used to be a thing like a couple hundred years ago. But then we phased it out and then we kind of brought it back in. So that that was why it was like such a, an interesting read, in, in my huh. opinion. And I think that if you do create content, it's definitely worth checking it out for sure. But I just, I just wish that it had been just like a little bit, you know, just bigger in scope and kind of like yeah. looked at more angles of everything. So Totally. Because uh, like with anything, if you get out the shuffle and start digging, it's not a black and white story. There's a lot of gray area with everything. And, you know, I like that kind of learn together approach you know like I, I appreciate a speaker and a writer who has the confidence to not have full conclusions before they start exposing their thoughts to me you know and they'll kind of bring me along for the journey of like this is what I'm thinking about maybe together we can come to a conclusion and you kind of get to join them along their their search for the right answer um, but like you said you know there's there certainly is gray area and um, you know, and you're really good at this, even with the size of our platform, which is certainly not ginormous by any means, but you know, growing. And we need to be aware and at least like cognizant, like thinking about what we might do to someone who has this or that experience that we not don't necessarily have. And you're really good at this. Like, there's things that I'm about to put out, and you're like, ah, oh, actually, let's content warning that because that could yeah. be a little like trauma triggering because of xyz i'm like oh you are totally right you know and i yeah. always appreciate kind of having those guiding lines of like oh cool okay i'm bowling but uh we've got our we've got our bumper bumper lines up you know and just like it's just safe better to err on the side of safety and not hurting someone um mentally like you know that's seems yeah i think that, i think that and, and you know and the more that i've thought about it and stuff i think that like the 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 angle that he was kind of attacking it at is that even when some people do that if if they slip up just like a tiny bit in some way, the internet comes down so hard sometimes. Yeah. And and I think that was kind of what the book was about. Um, I don't know if he meant it to be like this big exploration into like how people are supposed to conduct themselves. Right. Well, that's probably um, his pet like, peeve, right? Is it like the one, one and done sort of thing, you know, where people maybe don't have the full story and they come down so hard on somebody. So he might have shaped the book around that like, 
is that all that's happening here question yeah i think um uh, another really interesting aspect of it was um, he noticed that a lot of people that he talked to that had been kind of at the forefront of the charge to get somebody canceled where they had like really good intentions um like everybody mm. has really good intentions so yeah i thought that was interesting too i don't know it was just like i felt like i was only getting half the story but meh it was still a good book you ever heard the uh the quote um the road to hell is paved in good intentions <laughs> yeah yeah well and there's like the, the the classic like we judge other people on their actions but we judge ourselves on our intentions sure like, yeah yeah <laughs> i think about that a lot but uh, i'd like to read some other books on that subject actually it's very interesting to me um so yeah if anybody listening has any suggestions feel free to email us um yeah, and i too. also read uh i read dark matter by blake crouch that like was it? a oh yeah that like broke my brain apart that was <laughs> that was really good and it's difficult to talk about without spoiling things because the way that the book starts um it basically just kicks off with such an intense mystery that uh, me like talking about like what the book is actually about would kind of ruin that mystery a little bit sure okay even like well one word like <laughs> it's but, so but it is like I, a fictional book not yeah, like a yeah, story it's totally. not like explaining what like it's not a science book. no and i um i mean it's it's like a it's like a sci-fi thriller like okay it's it's really good it was really really excellent and i read recursion last year um blake crouch really likes to kind of do like these scenarios where he thinks of an idea and then just applies it to some person's life and has them kind of just like running through what the consequences of this idea is and it's, it's it's such a it's like right when you think we've kind of topped out with where we can go with this idea and it, he did this in recursion and he did it in dark matter he just like dumps another like mind-blowing thing on the situation and you're just like oh my god i didn't even think about <laughs> that and it was just it really just turned my like twisted my brain into knots and um, i read it in like two days it was just one of those thrillers where the pacing is just so like in six gear, you know, we're, we're just hauling through this book. Um, actually I texted my dad like halfway through it and I was just like, you have to read this book like right now. It's right up your alley. Um, and he texted me like the next day and he's just like, I'm almost done with it. Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if, if you're listening, you never read any Blake Crouch. Um, yeah, Blake Crouch really rocks like really good stuff. I wish his books were just a little longer. It's like, really short. Yeah, it just felt like I don't know. You know when you're really excited about something and then it's kind of over and you're like, damn, oh, yeah. like damn it, like that was I could have read this for like two or three hundred more pages. I like hate that when I'm like really into a book and it's like every page is a loss. Like no, I'm closer to the end. Like I can't stop, but I don't want to stop, and oh. I don't want it to end. You know, I felt that way about Name of the Wind the first time. I read, well, every time that I've read it. <laughs> Uh, I'm also reading um, The Dispossessed by Ursula Le Guin, um, which is like this cool, like anarcho-collectivist sci-fi book from the 70s. I'm really into that. I'm only like 150 pages into it, but it's about like uh, a guy from a moon that's over a uh, like a bigger planet. And this, this group of people kind of defected from that planet and went and like started their own basically like commune on the moon where they don't have like money or prisons or anything like that. And everybody's just kind of like 
living in this real collectivist society where like even the language that they use like doesn't incorporate a lot of the same ideas that are on this other planet that they're orbiting which is kind of like kind of like a reflection of our society like capitalistic and stuff and so one of the the people from the moon planet goes down and kind of investigates the other planet so it's just it's a really interesting idea um and what's the other one i'm reading um Oh, oh yeah. I started uh, The Ranger's Apprentice by John Flanagan. Uh, the first book is called The Ruins of Gorlan. And oh, it's The like, Ranger's Apprentice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. I know that's young. That's a young adult, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Good. That's the one I'm thinking. It's so good. It's great. Like I I it's it's exactly exactly what I needed. It's just yeah. it's just like ah, uh, this kid is more than he thinks he is let's go you know i have two and, of those that i got a goodwill a couple uh like month or two ago just sitting yeah. behind me that i really want to read i think it's um you know i've Again. been trying to read more kind of like middle readers to young adult um adventure stuff like this and i tried my hand at like fable haven and percy jackson and those were both fine and i i, I dug them but like they were still a little bit too rooted in like our world um, and I was just, I just wanted something a little bit more like out there and Rangers Apprentice is definitely like, it's a whole different fantasy world, you know, like let's, uh, it's like I'm into high it. fantasy for the young. Yeah. I'm really into it. And, um, yeah, it's really, been, and I'm reading, um, Winter I can't Night. believe you've never, yeah. uh, read those, read the Rangers Apprentice books before, like growing up. Yeah, those, those I know. Weird. They get recommended to me all the time. So I'm really glad that I kind of, I just like randomly grabbed it off my shelf and started reading it and even like 10 pages in i was just like oh all right i'm yes. i'm here for this yeah <laughs> and i'm <whatever>. home <laughs> <laughs> hey it's been hey. a while <laughs> yeah well what about you oh boy i've uh, i've also been re reading some things uh this week and watching some things so let's see where do i want to start so of course i've been reading um uh, the Girl in the Tower, which is very good. Enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. But I really like it. And then also, um, and of course, The Poppy War. And I meant to read a lot more of The Poppy War this week. But I kind of made a m the mistake of going to Barnes & Noble early in the week and just like perusing. I was like, what I'm supposed to stop do? by. What did uh, you do? Well, okay. So there was this book uh, called Genesis Secret by Tom Knox. <laughs> and at the back of it, there's just red like a dan brown novel like a really graphic dan brown novel um it was kind of like like this war reporter rob latrell he goes to expect uh he goes to do a report on the gobekli tepe archaeological 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 find it's <laughs> hard to say archaeological find you know gobekli tepe over in turkey mm -hmm. um this huge like megalithic thing and uh while he's there the site gets like violated first with like some sabotage and then like a crate and this is not spoiling anything. Like it's, I'm not saying anything that's not on the back of the book. And then like a violent murder happens and it's like gruesome, like the blood's everywhere. And it's, it, if you don't like gory books, do not read this book. And then it like starts this whole look into like what is happening. And he starts visiting these like archaeological dig sites all over the world where you get to learn about the history, which is really cool. And then these like grisly ritualistic murderers that are murders that are happening there. And they are they are rough. Let me tell you, there's a few of them that are just something else. <laughs> Wait, did you so did you start reading it already? Oh, yeah, I, I finished it. Oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> it was a pretty quick little like two nighter, you know? Yeah. You just kind of sit down and just like 
chomp chomp done like very much like a dan brown novel you know yeah you seem to really uh really enjoy those those kind of like historical thrillers i really do i don't really like tell myself that i like them very often because they're a little like they're a little basic (laughs) you know like whatever i don't know but they're really good and this one's very very good i if you're okay with some horrific scenes of murder and sometimes you're kind of there for it so you know be ready if you're not a violence person this is not the book for you but uh if you are man this uh this was really exciting and you get that you know i feel i don't know i feel good about reading that sort of thing because i'm like oh look how much i'm learning about all these archaeological digs while i'm reading this awesome story that's full of like intrigue and mystery and it uh it was it was very good i enjoyed it it was a really fun read did you get to any of the Poppy War? Not that I don't want to talk about this book oh, yeah. that you're excited about, but I'm just kind of curious because I love I the did. Poppy I'm, War. Dude, I um, I got like, it was hard for me to stop the Poppy War, but I just like, I got too far into this other book to not just like crush. And I didn't need three books simultaneously. So I was like, yeah. I'll just finish it real fast. Um, but yes, I did. I probably read uh, 100 pages or so. It's so good. It's ramping it's up. So, it is ramping up. Yeah. It is ramping up. And it's very much like the, I don't know. I just love... I love a, a coming of age growth story where like the our our hero is the underdog and like everyone hates her and even when you think she's gonna like lose a spar she still wins you're like yes <laughs> like, yeah and she's so committed to this yes almost to a fault yeah Rin is like one of the most headstrong characters I've ever read in a fan of, in any book. Like there's parts in that series where I'm just like, are you sure about this? Like, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> it's like, and he walks over and punches him in the face. I was like, yeah. oh whoa, <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's really fun to read about. Um, she is, yeah, those, and she's like, uh, yeah, she's she's smart, but not brilliant. And it's just she's yeah. just so disciplined and just like I'm going to work my tail off to right. be the best, and she does, and she is, and it's just awesome. It's funny hearing your reactions to these books because I've read them and I know a lot of our listeners have read them and it's like you're still in like this plucky kind of excited mood about oh, it yeah. all. It's yeah, like yeah. she's going to school. This is great. Like, Dude, like yeah, who's she's... the who's the teacher of lore? Like <laughs> oh that guy, God. is he a drug addict? What's oh, going boy. on? You know? Oh man, you just like have no idea what you're in for. It's so oh. cute. It's so adorable. Because <laughs> like... <laughs> there's reviews that I've looked at on Amazon where people are just like, this is filth i can't believe i've read it and it's big it's really? pretty fucked up like oh wow yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see you'll see yeah i was hanging out with uh dylan just a couple days ago and he was asking me how far into it i was and i was telling him i was distracted but uh he was like yeah just from the way you're telling he's like the way you're talking about it i can tell that you're definitely not to this certain part yet right yeah and we'll <laughs> all know the whole podcast will know when you've gotten to it because <laughs> ah! it'll be a whole like tone shift <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny um i've also been and i've been doing this every week since it's been coming out but i've been staying up with the halo show <laughs> i still haven't watched it i'm so it's, sorry it's great dude i'll I'll, uh, I'll share it with you remind me when we're done here to share it with you i, get, I have uh, paramount plus oh do you okay cool yeah i got it for some reason i can't remember. it was like five bucks a month hmm. there was something on it i wanted to watch and i never did well you want to watch this dude and like i don't know anything about halo lore i haven't read the books i've played the games but mostly the multiplayer so don't go into it being like, I'm watching Halo. Just go into it being like, I'm watching a story about like a savage sav- savage combat guy who's like in this alien uh, war, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
I'll, I'll watch the first awesome. episode, probably tomorrow or something. You should. I promise I will. I promised <laughs> on the last episode, but I, I actually I double promise this time. Okay. Uh, and also, I mean, I'd almost prefer if you're going to start watching anything, I'd almost prefer if you Witchered. Witcher, 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 Witcher. Oh, my God. I'm so... I haven't you, even been watching enjoy that Attack more. on Titan. Like, oh, really? I'm, just, I'm in, like stuck at like the second to last episode of the second season right now. Oh. And I'm just... I don't know. Like, I'm just... Like I'm, I'm just reading and writing. Like yeah. that's been pretty much all of my uh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That whole um, thing. I'm not too far into it, but I did start an anime show called Code Geass. I don't know what that is. Um, the premise is like seven years after Britannica, which is uh, basically the entire rest of the world other than Japan. Basically, like America and Britain joined forces and decided to take over the world, and totally did. And now they kind of are ruled by like a king, like an emperor sort of figure. And then this is seven years after they take over the last place that was holding out, which was Japan and made Area 11. And so the Japanese are all called like the filthy 11s. Like (laughs) they've been (laughs) reduced to a number. And uh, this kid is going to a Britannica school, but he's like, I think I'm not sure yet. He might be like um, old 11 royalty or maybe he's. Britannica royalty I'm not sure we haven't we haven't quite got it revealed yet but he gets given this power in this like weird way uh, where he can control what people do but like only once what it's a very weird yeah it's mind control but it's like very one one and done yeah yeah I'm looking at the art for it right now it's really good it's, it's really, really cool. good yeah it's like uh, and they all fight with like these mech warriors which is just fun. why not yeah I'm a big fan of mech warriors <laughs> so code geos I recommend it it's uh, it's a lot of fun so far it's a hoot I'm so jealous of your um, attention span for television. I don't know why I can't. I just can't. I, I feel like I can't sit and just watch TV. Like I have to be like, but with a book, I'm totally fine. I can just lay there. Huh? Like, but I did fall asleep today. <laughs> Me too, dude. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, you did too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was reading. Yeah, I'm getting um, too old to read prone. Apparently. I was reading The Girl in the Tower and it's it's getting good. It's getting really good. Mm-hmm. And I I mean it was good when it started, but like we and we'll go into this on on our winter night episode, but I sometimes when I'm reading, I'm laying down. And sometimes I've got a little heater next to me and it's like this perfect white noise. And I sometimes will turn the lights down pretty low. And I sometimes have a blanket over me <laughs> and I sometimes totally fall asleep for like three hours. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so dumb because it's just like, man, I could have read like almost 200 pages. I could have finished this book. That was my time... first thought yeah, when I woke right. up. <laughs> I was so like, frustrating. Ah, I meant to read so much today and I fell asleep. And why like does some 90 year old? Why does our hobby have to be so relaxing? I don't know. Damn it. I know it'd be uh sometimes I wish that you and me were like I mean obviously I love reading books um but I wish that we were like reviewing like movies or like albums or something because we could just crush like three or four of them in a day these things take a while yeah I 100% resonate with that sometimes I'm like man I wish I could just I'll find myself at like I'm like up to like 2.6 2.8 if I'm really really behind on a book and we're like doing a podcast like two hours about it um (laughs) on audible listening you know and sometimes i'm sitting there just like focused in like in the zone like almost at three times speed just like smashing i'm like man i kind of wish uh i wish i could just sit back and enjoy this because this is a really good story but man i'm just sprinting through it you know sometimes and depending on the way that the narrator reads like you're kind of listening to it at the same pace you'd be reading it anyway 
Mm-hmm. Right, because your eyes will scan words, like at you know two and a half yeah. speed of speaking. Right, so it's I like noticed when, that. Yeah, and a lot of audiobook narrators really take their time. Um, mm-hmm. They they speak very slowly. It's like if you slow it down to one oh, after listening to it at miserable. two or two. <laughs> well, I uh, I always thought I was reading it faster, and I think that I am by Audible. Maybe you know, a little bit. At like two point yeah. eight. But yeah. I pulled out a uh, and only did this because we were I was reading some reviews. And someone was talking about how they read along to the audiobook. And I was like, that's insane to me. Like, why would you read along to the audiobook? If you if you have the time to read, just read, you know? Well, I do that all the time. Really? Oh yeah. Totally. What? Yeah, it's awesome. Weird. It like kind of augments you should try it sometime. It like augments the experience. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's great. The only yeah. reason that I audio audiobook so I can like do other things while like I'm driving. Oh well, like, yeah, I that's can't that's read, cool so. too. And I think that's that's the, most people's like uh chief reason for enjoying audiobooks so much is that you can kind of multitask right um and like some people just like prefer it um to like reading text on a page but um yeah like i did that with um empire of the vampire i listened oh. to the audiobook while reading it um that was really awesome yeah because the narrator was great well um, i did it for like five minutes and that's it and was like i still kind of hold to the like why um <laughs> <laughs> but I did find it interesting that my re- I was like, oh, I wonder if I can keep up. My thought was, I wonder if I can keep up with it at the rate that I'm oh, listening okay, to it. Yeah. And I was listening at 2.5 at the time and no problem. In fact, I was reading ahead. Yeah. Like totally. I was like, wow, my reading is way faster than I thought it was. Yeah. Like, I crush when I read, apparently. Yeah. I mean, depending on the work, like, I mean, I'm, I'm really tearing through um, the Ranger's Apprentice stuff, but that's written for like i think like like 10 to 15 year olds or so. i mean it's written for everybody but like right like the language in it is much simpler than the language in like winter night like i feel like i kind of have to focus on winter night mm-hmm. um like i had trouble with like i, I bought the audiobook um or i had a credit or whatever um for the audiobook for bear in the nightingale um and i just said i i had a little trouble with that one I, like i felt like i was able to to um to retain more from reading. Um, it's like one of those books that like the language is just like a little different than most mm-hmm. other books. So I, I like even listening to it, I was like, wait, what, like, what did he say right there? Like that was yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, she also then, uses a pretty thick Russian ask, accent from time to time. Right. And that yeah. gets a little like hard to understand if, yeah. And with uh, the names, it's like they're Russian yeah. names and they each have like, f- like kind of like family names and more intimate names for each other and like more familiar names. And some people have like three different names and they're all spelled differently and they sound different than their, how, how they're spelled. So it's yeah. like, it's better to just in this one specific case for me personally, it's just a little bit easier. Dude, I gotta give it to be... the Russians for having the coolest sounding names. <laughs> like, really would you be do. like Vladimir Petrovich or like Chad? Chad. It's so boring, dude. My my name is so boring. But like, you Vladimir. Nah, that's fine. I'm cool with Chad. It's just, you know, it's not interesting. It's been too that's long. That's okay. The rest of me is so incredibly interesting that it makes up for <laughs> Just if if only you didn't have that name. That name's been holding you back for years, Chad. I know, I know. No, I guess someone's got to be out there repping the Chads, trying to change, change. You know, we're not. I know, we're not right? The Karens it's, of frat boys. It's you know? so funny how like that name, Chad. It's like you say Chad, and someone's just like, oh my god, <laughs> Ugh, the Chad. It's like the frat boy douche wearing like two pop color polo shirts. You know, it's like why not Derek? I think I know Derek, Derek's in there. Uh, a hole. <laughs> I think Derek actually is kind of in there. Oh really? But oh, I mean, okay. let's uh, like 
Well, we don't have to. We don't have to trash everybody's name on the. Podcast. Oh, just Chad, <laughs> just Chad. Okay, no, me and us and Karen will go hang out and just weep in the corner together. <laughs> what was the male Karen met... name again? I think it's Chad. Oh my god, <laughs> sweet. So, Evan, do you have a fictional fun fact for me? Of course. Ah, yes. It's a pretty. It's, it's Evan pretty, fun fact. It's okay. It's okay. It's not my best. I think okay. it was. I thought it was pretty interesting, though. I don't know how much mileage we're gonna get out of this one. But I thought it was pretty good. When dust jackets were first introduced, they completely enclosed the books and were sealed shut with wax or glue, like wrapping paper. And most of these jackets were torn open and thrown away. Oh, interesting. It was like a gift wrapping paper. Kind of, yeah. It was like completely enclosed. Probably because, like, to transport a book, like, through, like, a carriage or, like, a wagon or something, it would probably get all dirty and dusty on the road and so hard to make. I'm curious as to like whether or not there was like cool, like lettering or you know what I mean. Like that's what I'm I'm wondering. I couldn't find any um pictures of like super old dust jackets. I bet just I bet it was like somebody took like a food for last bag and like wrapped it around the book. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I uh I'm a big fan of the of the dust jacket. Not while I'm reading, but uh, I I used to work with this guy who who owned all of the wheel of time books hardcover and um he told me that he wow. threw all the dust jackets away what yeah and i was why? i was like why would you and he said that he liked how uniform they all looked and, and you know and it's like yeah that's fair totally it, it it does look cool to have them all look the same but like you he threw them in the trash yeah. like, <laughs> like why i don't know i thought that was I thought that was kind of strange uh yeah I really like those book spines that have the spines that go together. So when they're sitting in a row yeah. on your shelf, it makes like one big long picture. It's like, oh, so cool. I know. I follow some Instagram accounts where people have just like these custom copies yeah. of, and it's like, they pay like $400 for, you know, it's like four or five books and they just look amazing. And Incredible. I, I don't have that kind of budget. No, dude. I can't do that. I'm, I'm still over here. Goodwilling books. Yeah, I mean, like the um, the Red Rising dust jackets, like those custom ones look really cool. I've seen some really great uh, Wheel of Time ones. I've seen some great mm-hmm. Harry Potter ones. Just And I'll, I think a lot of them are on Etsy. Like they're really custom, like super duper custom. Um, I might, uh, my birthday's coming up. I might, uh, I might spring for some something custom, something cool. Those Red Rising ones are really cool. Like they that might be good. actually worth like shelling out. A little bit of cash for some coinage for. Yeah, let me see it, how much they are. Does it make one picture, like we were uh, talking about, or are they just yeah, um, custom? Yeah. Oh, they do. You can buy just the dust jackets, but like I would have to buy the hardcover books, and the hardcovers for Red Rising are really difficult to find. Maybe on Instagram, people are just grabbing old hardcovers, and then they just buy the dust jackets on Etsy or whatever, and then they just have them on the. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. You, you liars. <laughs> you Instagram <laughs> clout chasing liars. Those are even like, the books. Is this the one that's like um they look like like Russian propaganda posters? Like like no, almost like German. No, no. Oh, okay. Um it's I think Those Juniper really cool too. Juniper Books sells them and they're the, the jackets only, and it's forty-five dollars for just the jackets. Wow. I want to know how to uh, it'd probably be so much more money for hardcover. Oh God, this is this is where the books can start to get really oh, expensive, those are folks. Cool. Yeah, they are really cool. Those are really cool. 
But also, like, I don't have $300 to throw down on, like, three custom books that I've already read two times. I don't know. I want to, but I can't. I know know that um, there's there's a few content creators that I follow that do custom book binding. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it would be a really fun thing to do, but you have to have, like, a whole setup for it. I wonder if you have to get permission from the author. Not sure. Um, I don't. You're I think definitely if you're printing the name of their book on. I think if you're not, it. if you're not reselling it, I'm sure it's fine. Like, like reselling your book. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up, but before we do that, I think Chad has a nice list of our most recent Patreon subscribers, and we'd love to give you all a shout out. You know I do. I want to give a huge special thank you to and shout out to Megan Rose. Frank B. Ch- Medina. It's just CH space Medina. So I'm just going Ch- Medina on that one. Aiden Cormier. MX Moonracer. Kevin. Allison Johada. Willie. And Jessamine the Reader. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah, that was a nice <laughs> thank list. Thank you all uh, so much. God thank damn. you so much. Yeah, um, you know, Evan's birthday is coming up, but. Uh, we we really appreciate the books you send us, but this is this is the bread and butter. This is the coup de grave of thank yous to us. Thank you so much for for uh, being a being a part of our little community and being joining our Patreon family. I really appreciate it, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Monday Morning Minute. We come out with this episode every single week, in addition to our Friday Forge episode on Fridays, and of course the recap episodes for the series that Chad and I are both reading together every Wednesday. So yeah, I mean. Helping us out on the Patreon makes it a lot easier for us to put these kinds of episodes out in the frequency that we do. So, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, and if you'd like to jump aboard the Audible train, there is, as there is, of course, the link to the 30-day premium Audible subscription in the description below, as well as two free credits. Happy reading, folks. Bye, everybody.